right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody out there? Hello, and thank you for joining us. We have a very special guest this evening on the Blowing Bubbles podcast, live at 845 edition. We got the one and only Mario Reyes. He's a blessing. What's up, brother? What's good? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I want to build. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. So tell everybody, because I've been following you for years. Tell everybody what you do, what your name is, what you do. We're going to just build from there. Um. Well, my name is Mario Reyes, uh, formerly known as Poppy Picasso back when I felt like I needed a superhero name. Um, and I'm a poet. I'm a poet. I'm an author. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm a host. I'm active and very engaged in my community. I host workshops for children. So I co-founded Manifest Destiny with my beautiful wife. She's a multi-talented, award-winning artist. So she yes, does the art side. I do the literature side. And we try to bring some creative experiences and healings to these uh, youth out here in Atlanta. Nice, nice, nice. So this is right on time for Poetry Month. This is National yes. Poetry Month. Yeah, I'm, did you notice that I'm posting a poem every day this month? I didn't know, but I seen you post. I'm like, I don't remember him posting this much. So yeah, so there's yeah. every day I'm posting an unreleased poem just to remind people that my pen is immaculate. Ooh, ooh, I think I'm feeling like I want some bars tonight. Can we get can we get some of that spit? I got I got you some bars. Let's get into the interview and then okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. you know if the conversation's good, the poems come out by accident. Oh, okay, okay. So that sounds like a challenge for me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> right on. Okay, so, and how long you been married? Uh, well, we get married in October. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've she been my fiance, like, but she been we've been married for lifetimes already. So she don't. She yes, don't yes. Like I've been, I've been really following you guys' journey. You got, whoo. I I love the is that the official venue that I saw online that yes. that castle oh my yes. gosh oh it's going down Woo, you know my favorite part is like we're gonna be in the authentic Jamaica there's not gonna be any tourists it's gonna be us and them you know what oh I mean my we gosh. are the tourists that is so beautiful ladies and gentlemen if you've never seen this place what's the official name of the place the places are uh, the Trident Castle in Port Antonio Jamaica <laughs> it is. Fairy tale, it is everything. Well, my queen deserves a fairy tale, I believe. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh oh, you look. Is, is she well, off? She's right side? here, so I'm gonna lay it on super thick. <laughs> <laughs> Can she pop in and say, "Hey, hey, Chantel"? She's like, absolutely not. She's like, I'm. <laughs> you know, she wanted. She wanted to get all, all super fly. Man, stop it. She won't look like that. Uh, hello, that's what I be telling her. She won't listen. Oh man, but that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I definitely yeah. um follow you guys. I love love. Yeah, I like I like really loving out loud unabashedly. Yeah. Like when I put out the um latest her latest ode, which was um the video I did for a Valentine's Day trophy wife. And that piece is dope. The the, the, the way it was received. You know, not just by the public, but 
when she saw it for that first time, she was like, oh, oh, you know me well. I was like, yes. My wife is not a trophy wife. My wife collects trophies. Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I said, man, there's so many layers to funk in that statement alone. So the, the ill part is, I told her that every Valentine's Day, because, you know, it's such a, like, commercialized holiday. Mm. I didn't want to just, you know, run and get her jewelry or bag or nothing. I was like, I'm going to give you some legacy. So last year, I got her a custom vinyl with poems that I wrote for her that I recorded. Oh, my God. And gosh. I did, like, the cover art was when I proposed and all of the stuff and stuff. And, like, you know, oh. a lot of inside jokes in that one. So this this time i did that and then what she gives me back every valentine's day is she does these um these uh portraits of us oh so we're just creating like so by the time we 80 is gonna be insane we ain't gonna have no man you know what i'm i'm gonna go ahead and slide in my request for the couples edition meet the reyes <laughs> <laughs> hashtag we need the workshop hashtag we the reyes we we need the workshop going on because that's that's some next level outward love. I love yeah. it. I, love I think it. like what I, what I think about like all the art, like when we start expanding our real estate portfolio and we got all these Airbnbs globally, the art should be there watching everybody. Absolutely. Oh, that's so dope. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So you also have a book. You are an author, published author, and and I, I slipped. I bought it. I bought it a little bit. I just bought it this morning. And I'm not gonna lie. I just bought I, it this morning. Is it right? I, I sent it out. I sent it out this afternoon. Word. Cool. 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 So tell us about the book. This is so the title alone captivated me. It's like a son with no father is a book with no author. You can just rest on that. Yes. Tell me about yeah, that, that one. Where did the inspiration for that come from? Well, I used to live in Baltimore. So I lived okay. there for 13 years before I moved to Atlanta. And I was at my barbershop. And, you know, you know, a barbershop, it's not just, it's a day. It's not just mm -hmm. in and out. So especially, like, I think it was a Friday. So I'm there and my, my brother, Six, he's my barber. And I watched him cut the hair of like three or four young boys, little boys, and give them all levels of fatherly advice. Mm. And while I'm sitting there, I, I sat down, I was like, yo, like, does that ever get tiring? And he was like, nah, bro, like, it, whether it's tiring or not, it's needed, because mm. all of these boys' fathers weren't present for whatever reason. Some were locked up, some were, uh, uh, killed you know baltimore a lot of street stuff so mm -hmm. he gave me a couple of these stories and i was like damn a son with no father you know as a poet i'm always thinking in some level of uh a rhyme and rhythm and i said yeah. a son with no father is a book with no author a main character developed by his peers and his barber mm. so that was the opening line so at first it was just a bar then um i said you know what that it, it it resonated with me very heavily. Like, God bless, I had my dad, but a lot of my cousins didn't have their dads. A lot of brothers on my block didn't have their fathers. So I had to share mine. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, did, I wrote a poem, A Son With No Father's A Book With No Author. And it, even there, it didn't seem like, it seemed too pregnant. It seemed like it wanted to give birth to something else. Mm-hmm. So I've been pushed by a lot of friends and family to finally write a book and give a contribution to uh, literature. And I decided to do it with something that I found the most precious to me, which is my fatherhood. So essentially the book is a little misleading in that, well, it's a metaphor in its entirety because as you read this book, A Son With No Father is a book with no author, you'll realize that I'm helping my son give him his table of contents for the book he's writing for himself. Mm. And when I do Mm. know that a lot of people that don't have fathers or women whose sons aren't uh, active with their father's lives, you know, may get somewhat offended. And I remind them that, you know, a masterpiece is a masterpiece, whether you know who wrote it or not. If you found uh, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison and didn't, with the covers ripped off and you didn't realize who wrote it, still deserves the Pulitzer, you know? Yes. However, it's that table of contents that's missing from a boy's life without his father, not knowing how to navigate his story. Mm. So I wrote the book and of course, me being the type of person I am, it couldn't just be a book. It just had to be a resource. So I created a workbook to partner my book. And wow. the workbook gives parents, fathers and sons, you can use it with your daughters, anybody really, but it gives you prompts to ask each other questions using the book as the sounding board. So that way you're not prying into your kids' lives and they don't mm-hmm. get as defensive. And it really helps bridge that gap in communication that we have amongst generations. And one of the things that I'm extremely proud of is that even the artwork, it was done by the Mr. Charlie Palmer himself. Wow. He, um, you know, esteemed artist. He's done uh, Time Magazine. He's done, uh, uh, you know, uh, People. He's done uh, John Legend's album cover. You know, he's guys out of here. He's on a different plateau. And he adopted me as a little brother and uh, really demonstrated another level of insight from hearing my poetry and put it into a painting. So mm. this painting actually sit, lives on the wall in our house. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And also, and I, want, I want to be clear, too, that the workbook, it doesn't end there. We created workshops called Kingdom Son, in which we bring fathers and sons together. And we also have a separate aspect called Forefather List Sons, in which we pair them with mentors. And we uh, speak to these children by, you know, letting, allowing, giving them a platform to be heard and also watering the hard soil. Mm, that's, that's beautiful. And that's so necessary. Um, now, where is that available at? Is it? an ongoing workshop we have dish. yeah yeah we okay. we um we have we do it through my nonprofit uh manifest destiny and we do it globally like i i look forward to bringing it to a city a state near anybody um we just gotta talk about the logistics but um i'm also offering them online i don't feel like it's as powerful online though because yeah, yeah there's an exchange of energy in person that i think a lot of us 
have recognized, especially after COVID. Yes. Breakthroughs happen in person. Very much so. For sure. Oh, man. Um, wow. And do you have, when's the next one scheduled? Do you have that set um, up yet? Well, we have a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club out here in Atlanta. So we have a six-week course for Poetry to the People, and we'll probably launch the next one around June, July timeframe. Okay. Okay. And you are located in Atlanta, correct? Yes, ma'am. Got you. Got you. I'm, so I just, I remember the technical challenge that I had before that uh, there were comments coming in on Facebook because my StreamYard projects to Facebook as well. Okay. There are people on Facebook and they're commenting. So I just picked up my phone. I'm like, oh, okay. and there's questions on Facebook. So that was one of them. Oh, let okay. me get a question. Put me in coach. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's any other questions that you have? um feel free to ask now i'm paying attention on facebook all right and so tell me more about manifest destiny i know you said that's a partnership between you and your wife yes yes so a lot of people first let me give clarity to the name a lot of people know that obviously through uh the trilogies and american history similar to other words i wanted to reclaim such a beautiful sentiment and she doesn't like when I say this, but when I was a kid, I did graffiti and my name was Manifest. And But it was really Manifest because I dropped the ST because I'm from the Bronx, so it had to be an X. Yeah. And I kind of feel like my destiny is to serve my community. So Manifest Destiny, ha ha, you know, drop everything got like a double entendre meaning, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, like that. But, um, so yeah, you know, obviously with our two disciplines, Chanel being the award-winning uh, uh, multimedia artist that she is. Uh, she does not only art programs for the children, she also hosts a lot of mommy and me workshops. So mm. she can service the young ladies and their mothers and create like a very supportive and safe environment and community. It's not just one workshop and done, it's ongoing so and then i host poetry to the people i teach the kids about uh spoken word poetry and specifically why it's important within the black community based on you know obviously america's uh history of trying to suppress us in various ways so we talk about uh sojourn truth we talk about the harlem renaissance we talk about gil scott heron then we bring it up then i teach them different methods of writing and okay. then we have them create an identity narrative, you know, the story you tell yourself about yourself and why it should be the best story you ever tell. So that way the kids can be affirmed in their writing and in their lives. Beautiful, beautiful. And writing is so therapeutic. Um, no matter if you ever share it, man, it's just very, very therapeutic. Um, yeah. And that is All right. the... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the, the whole basis of the Blowing Bubbles podcast. Blowing Bubbles is just a, a coping mechanism, man. It's mm. like, I dare you to try to blow bubbles and be mad at the same time. <laughs> you, can't like you can't do I it. Like it. You can't do it. See, now you put that in perspective, perspective on me. That's dope. You can't do it. And there's just so much anger and, and rage in the world, man. Just just go blow some bubbles. Just chill, go blow man. some bubbles. <laughs> Baby, we're going to blow some bubbles after this. Blow some bubbles. Got mad like, bubbles in the house, too. Yeah, like, seriously. It's it's inexpensive. 
You can get a bottle for every kid in the house. You can, every kid on the block if you have to. It's, it's so simple. Like, just chill. I feel like I want to have a bubble party now. Let's do it. I'm down. Well, however uh, I can help, I'm there. I got yeah. bubble machines. Let's go. So to your uh, point earlier about poetry being therapeutic, um, I write a poem every birthday. It's called my period piece. Mm, and it's okay. just meant to be like my flag in the sand to track my growth as a man. So, you know, at 42, if I'm talking about the same things I did at 32, maybe not as much growth as I thought there was, right? Mm -hmm. And this year, I'm in the best space I've ever been in in my life. Like the best physical health, mental health. Um, and I'm just happy. Great. I didn't know how to write a happy poem. Ah. I was so used to writing about the mud, the dirt, the struggle. I had to really um, learn how to be gentle with myself for once. And I was building with one of my brothers and I said, poetry is a self-portrait. And it came to me. So the poem goes, if poetry is a self-portrait, then this is the very first time I've taken a selfie this healthy I got my lighting just right. It's reflected by my wife. I did it for myself, but I needed her to help me. You see, this year, I've managed to abstain from alcohol and all of the devils that held me. You want to talk about leveling up? Tend to your mental health. You see, it's your self-worth that makes you wealthy. If poetry is a self-portrait. I dip my brushes in balance so my past doesn't tip the canvas. I dip my metaphors in magic to protect all of y'all from my madness. I dip my words in wit, my verbs in vision, and I let you decide if they merit any wisdom. If poetry is a self-portrait, make sure you capture my good side. Cause I developed all my negatives in the dark. Blurred the background so I could focus on me. Now you can see why every detail is sharp. So if you could feel my art, and you can feel my heart. And through that route right there, I let you feel my scars. If poetry is a self-portrait, then Sotheby's doesn't hold enough prestige. I'm no longer interested in working with institutions that love the work of art, but not me. My mm -hmm. parents are the Metropolitan Museum that muted their being, allowing me to pursue my technicolor dreams. And every child that falls under my wing is a feather that's freed, a quill that can reframe the letter of law so we could finally just be. Home completes the puzzle. I don't know why that's such a hard to find. Peace, if poetry is a self-portrait, then these are brand new colors I've never painted with before brilliant acrylics for you to visualize my lyrics a collection of happiness that i hope you inherit my poetry is as honest as a mirror a chief sin of scripture a poet that can leave fingerprints on the hearts of his village if poetry is a self-portrait then you all can consider this a mural of root i brought closure to every issue that plagued me in my youth now i find it priceless at 42 I flaunt the font that allows me to sign every single portrait in truth. Dot. Thank you. Yes. Woo. Nice. 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 Man, the, the metaphors. The, the, oh, man. I you know, love and, it. and you know how proud I was that day to be able to 
write a happy, find the same level of inspiration and flavor with a happy poem, to be yeah. proud of not drinking after being a veteran who obviously, you know, that's how we numb the pain. Yes. You know, being able to understand that, yeah, I did it for myself, but I needed my wife right there to help me along and, and be that muse that inspired it all. She like, is your good thing. Hello. Hello. Oh man, oh man. We got some flames and some fire and some awesome and uh, are you are you about yeah, to make I wanted to say hi. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get glammed up. I was working. Girl, it, stop it. You it's been a great time. Hi. Hey. I'm so lucky. Oh my gosh. I I love it. I love it. I have been watching because one of the things that I noticed years ago is that you were outwardly expressing your love. I've never seen you anything other than, yeah. and I admire that so much. And it made me look like, who is this queen? It gotta be, you know, it's just something that I pay attention to. Yeah. I, love, I just love love. To that point, you know, I think it's very important to love out loud for the right muse. Like, I'm a dude that I've been writing since I was 15. Okay. And I never wrote love poems. That wasn't me. But when she and I met, oh, they just started falling out, falling out, falling <laughs> out. And I honestly just felt like, you know, when you, when you make that decision as a man that this is what you want, the same way if I was on the block, holding a block down you got to stand outside and be and be loud letting it be known this is my i don't have a block no more i got a home Amen. my home has a queen so i'm going to be very loud in that and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't her prowess doesn't suffocate my light at all we just amplify each other oh yeah oh yeah you guys are definitely complimentary and personally and professionally and i don't even you know, know all the personal, but it just from my lens, it's very complimentary. Thank and you. but let me not gloss over the 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 forty two. That <laughs> was so powerful. Um, too many people are harsh on themselves. You said you had to uh, be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, was there a, a period of time where you could recognize that you were just always harsh on yourself and didn't give yourself credit for your, your growth, your efforts or anything? Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't like, again, um, I, I, I don't want to, it's not to be corny and keep praising her. However, it was through her that I got introduced to therapy. Mm, that's therapy, it. Oh, I was super big therapy allowed a level of self-reflection that I could see past the initial mirror, past the initial reflection and into like, you know, if you put two mirrors together, it reflects forever. Mm -hmm. So when I got past the initial reflection and got to like reflection 9,000, I started understanding myself a lot better and how I wrestled with depression. Um, this is my going to be my second marriage. So I had to wrestle with being a single father. I had, um, I used to be uh, a, 
I'm an only child now, but I used to have a set. So my sister, my best friend for 26 years of my life passed away. You know, these are, and that spiraled into a depression, which had me abusing substances, um, crying out loud, not, not out loud in verbally, like vocally, but crying by just masking the pain and numbing it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I only knew how to smile at the thought of my children because of that. And I would continue to tell myself the lie that everything was okay. And one of my aces told me a lie means there's a lesson in everything. So it's on you to extract that and recognize, okay, what's the lesson now add on and live in a constant state of refinement because as a man, you should never just rely on that's just me. That's who I am. It should always be a understand why you are that way. Yes. And is that healthy? Is that getting you to the goals that you want out of life? And it was that moment in which I was faced with my decision-making was not bringing in the consequence of my decision-making didn't bring in the blessings that I wanted. I knew I had to start making adjustments. Man, that introspective look is something that most people run from. We can't, most of us can't handle what's on the inside. Oh, it's hard, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, we, that's where the boogeyman lives. <laughs> that, that, that beast within, most of us run from that. that that's commendable. This year, I, I was just having a conversation earlier today, is the first year that I was able to capture my words before they escape my mouth and identify where I was responding from. And at first, it seemed like a daunting task to constantly be policing your mouth and who you are, because I had a very sharp tongue. Like I, I'm known to be that kind of like critical asshole. And I, you know, as you get older, it, it doesn't serve you the way being that way in my current environment doesn't serve me the way it did when I was in the Bronx. Yeah. And I was skinny and I was getting picked on. Being able to be sharp-witted was able, was like a defense mechanism to make p- people not want to rock, mess with me. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't do anything for a loving household. It doesn't do anything for facilitating uh, esteem in your children. Ooh. So I wrote a poem called Look Who's Talking. Um, I'll share some of that. I said, um, no shadow looms larger than karma. No muse could a hard asshole to crack than your partner. Sometimes abuse is cold for hold me longer. Hold me stronger. Hold me in my coma. Hold up, I don't know who the fuck you think you talking to. You know I don't know how to act when I get cornered. And in the morning, you hold me accountable for not knowing how to communicate like a grown-up. Don't mind me. That's just my toxic relationship talking. You see, as a boy, I learned that all churches aren't holy. True hurt is lonely. It's cold. The best time to pray is when the pain gets cozy. Poetry ain't to hold me. I offer you transparency so you can see how dope I mean, how much dope I mean. I mean, how much dough you'll need during your withdrawal. Don't take it personal, y'all. That's just my disassociation talking. We are living. 
in the multiverse of madness, a doctored planet where my world could flip at the snap of a stranger's magic, judging myself based on someone else's standards. Hey, yo, the fact that I'm judging myself and not considering a 10 on the scorecard, mental imprisonment only creates more bars. Why self-worth always be so close but feel so far? It's like I want to go hard, but I can't get past my own guards. It's like they already got me in pocket. I'm ready to call the cops because the man in the mirror has to be an imposter. Him lawyer. Him doctor. Him proper. Skin darker. Who let him in? Well, him play his part right and they might give him Oscar. Him play his part wrong and they'll just keep him locked up. This can't be us. This can't be me. Now this got to be my imposter syndrome talking. So I smile for the ring light. It's like every time the doorbell rings, I hear it ring white. There's something about surveillance in that ring recording me that just doesn't feel right. And no matter where I move, I live in a state of fight or flight. And it has my anxiety wrapped so tight. The strength connected to my kite won't give it enough slack to let it fly. Now, if you cut your eyes at me one more time, I will cut this tension with a knife, a glass, a gun. I want you to give me the excuse to use the razor in my mouth. I heard I had a sharp tongue. Now, maybe that's hyperbole. Or maybe internally, I'm wrestling with demons and nervous energy that won't let me find the words to express myself verbally. Now you call me crazy, but I'll call my therapist when my post-traumatic stress starts talking. Yeah, I don't know. I spend more time in my phone than in my own home. The only time I find myself in a zone is when I'm in a node further emboldened to impose my opinion whenever, wherever, however I post, you're going to get this opinion. But I want to thank you. Because finally, when you're heard with ears that speak your language, allows you to be heard without parameters. Removing miscommunication in the future is being a factor. Oh, who that talking? Oh, oh, that's called my growth. You see, sometimes when I talk, it glows. And once open, my throat chakra allows me to speak directly from my soul. And tonight, Karana, it's in the form of this poem. Now I know that strength doesn't come from how much weight you can hold. It comes from how much self-hate you can finally let go. <laughs> wow. Like, when, when I was writing that, I, like you talk about that mirror, that introspectiveness. I had to think about why I would ever say, I don't know who the F you talking to, to somebody that loves me. Mm. Somebody that wants the best for me. There's a, a trigger that goes off in which now I'm looking at you as a combatant and not a lover. Mm. And I had to identify why am I angry? Because the anger isn't your primary emotion. It's a secondary emotion. Mm -hmm. Something happened that made you feel some sort of way that now you're angry. So maybe it's betrayal. Maybe it's uh, embarrassment. How do you effectively address that primary emotion as opposed to only reacting to what we know as men, which is anger? Mm. You know, as... Uh, 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 Afro Boricua black man, why do I always feel as if 
I'm undeserving of the success and 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 forward mobility I've been provided or I've earned. Because nobody at that next when I get to that next rung on the ladder, they don't look like me no more. Right. So now I'm wrestling with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like all of yeah. these things. My, my my disassociation, how I, you could cut somebody off at the drop of a dime the minute they offend you. Now, are they offensive or did they just hit a trigger? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that poem, when I perform it specifically, I have to assume the identity of all of these varying dimensions of who I was and am. And the first time you get to see who I currently am at this point is when we start being grateful for being able to acknowledge that I could speak in this safe place. Because wherever I share it, it now becomes a safe place. Because I'm going to protect it that way. Word. That's powerful. Wow. There, so much of that spoke to me. Mm. So much of that really spoke to me. Um, being that person who I found myself constantly defending me to people, it's like it got exhausting. You know mm -hmm. that that sharp tongue, boy. Facts. You know, and and I'm not I'm not trying to make it a long fight. It's gonna be over quick. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Hey, why 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 why'd you bring a, a rocket launcher to a to a fist fight because I don't want to fight no more. Leave me alone. I don't. I was quiet over here. You, you. And so, you know, just having to, having to finally take that look inside and peel back those layers of that onion. Some layers made the tears fall. <laughs> but that's, that is true growth. Oh, man. Those tears water that hard soil I was, I was talking about earlier. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's so dope. Oh, man. So, also, I um, wanted to shift gears a little bit. You have a big event coming up, an art and jazz gala. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, I don't want to brag or nothing. No, I'm joking. This is actually our first like large event as a nonprofit. We're super excited. It's uh, April 30th at the Gathering Spot in Atlanta. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the Gathering Spot, it is a black-owned um, mastermind, country club, uh, tech hub, uh, creative hub, whatever you could think of to push black culture forward, it comes it's through back. there. Yeah, it's you know like a business like, incubator on steroids. Don't like, if you think it's monolithic and in one dimensional, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like we've had everybody like from T.I. to Drake to Joe Biden come by to speak. And mm -hmm. when I, so I say that to say that our esteemed mayor, Andre Dickens will be at our gala speaking on the benefits the creative arts have on mental health. The proceeds would benefit cancer survivors 
as well as the art programs that we provide the youth of Atlanta. And we'll have singers there. There'll be an amazing art auction curated by the missus. I will be hosting and performing poetry. Obviously, I write poetry about mental health, so it makes sense. And we'll, it's gonna we have a couple other surprises, you know, some 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 fly keynotes. So you can go to art artjazzgala.com or follow me on any social media platform. I am Mario A. Reyes on IG or Manifest Destiny INC on Facebook or Poppy Picasso Poetry still because I never updated that in Facebook. <laughs> and get your tickets. It's going to be so lit. I'm telling you. I'm excited. Okay. And you still have vendor spots available? Uh, we, we have sponsorship spots. I don't A think we're doing vendors okay. at this Not event only because we we don't want to distract people with the uh, exchange of commerce. This, I want them to be fully immersed in the services we're providing as a host and entertainment. Absolutely. I said the wrong word, you guys. Sponsorships, not vendors. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, that is so dope. I'm going to have to get my tickets April 30th. I wrote it down. So I can April 30th. Oh, man. When I tell you, and and I know several people that have purchased tickets. So if you want to network with some, what well, my man said, high value individuals, <laughs> they'll be in the building. <laughs> There'll be many high value individuals in the building. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, just you and, you know, Team Reyes is in the building. Hey. That's, that's high value enough for me. I am definitely going to be in the place. And um, I wanted to also talk to you about your um, work as a fatherhood advocate. Yes, ma'am. So tell me about that. How did you get, um, okay, I got, I'm getting beat up. They saying, put the information in the chat. <laughs> Artjazzgala.com. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's in the it's in the chat. Artjazzgala.com. The so, advocacy um started when my aunt asked me if I planned to get my children on the weekends when I got divorced. Mm. She didn't understand that I was a, a man that is capable of providing for my children and I made sure that I had joint physical and custodial custody. So I would say the advocacy started there and it evolved through the book, A Son with No Father is a book with no author. And now we just have created communities of powerful black men, brown men, white men. It don't, it don't matter like, yo, every, you don't have to be a father to be a man, but you have to be a man to be a dad. And there's no sense in doing anything if you're gonna do it halfway. So all we do is encourage, inspire, and assist brothers in being their full authentic selves as a father. Cause every man ain't nothing but a 14 year old boy at heart. So <laughs> being a father is fun because you get to be a kid again. <laughs> if you, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I have um, one segment that I do regularly, um, and it's called the co-parent conversation, 
because it's important for me to bridge that gap for people who are struggling to just co-parent. Yeah. You're you're mad, you're mad, and now we're just at each other and we're ignoring the fact that in the middle are these children. Um, One of my um period pieces, it was called Lesson in Everything Lie. I said, I said right and told myself this lie, like I became such a better father after my divorce. Mm. I learned how to nurture a baby girl that I can no longer ignore. Um, and I realized that love doesn't have to live in the same crib when you're able to use those beautiful children as the bridge. So essentially like, all right, the divorce, you know, the relationship didn't work out and that's fine. However, it's still teen parents. We should definitely be on the same accord. We should still map out everything else for them. And in that, there's a level of respect that survives. Yes. You know, and um, at this juncture, I'm 13 years co-parenting and two years in a blended family. And, you know, even with uh, my quote unquote stepdaughters, like, you know what I mean? Like everybody understands that it's for the benefit of this next generation. So I'm very fortunate that I don't have any contention in regards to that. Beautiful. You know, and we know what helps. And, I, and I'm going to say this for anybody who might be, um, uh, uh, what's call it, a single parent or co-parent. Mediation and having a parenting plan that establishes everything off break helps. It, it lets you know what the schedules are. It lets you know what the, um, you know, what health, finances, um, a, a, any dimension of parenthood that's going to come up should be addressed in that. So that way now you know what you're accountable for and to. So that way you don't have to ask the questions or feel betrayed or have vague understandings of what is actually going on. Right, got you. So is this um, something that you have a formalized program? No, no, no. I just went through that personally. You know? Okay. I, I try to stay away from um, advocating too much on that. You know, matters of the heart are fickle. Ooh. And, you know, it's not a one size fits all kind of scenario. But I know the love of a father for his children is the same no matter who you are for sure for sure well i am blown away i i'm trying to think i had some notes i think i covered everything is there anything else that you wanted to share anything else that you have coming up that people can support um just excited to uh, have Manifest Destiny, we just partnered with the Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta to bring a okay. workshop to the children this summer. That's going to be awesome. Of course, the first thing that we have is this gala. I want you guys to get tickets. I want you guys to come out. I will. I am putting on a show. I promise you, there is no way you will leave there not feeling happy and feeling like you've got more than your money's worth. 
Guaranteed. Hey. Um, aside from that, I just want to give a shout out to my niece, Sierra. She just graduated, or she's graduating in the next couple weeks, high school, and she just committed to Morgan State University. Congratulations. Way to go to HBCU. Oh, Sierra and um, HBCU, yes. Um, my daughter, Raina, for getting accepted into one of the most prestigious private schools. My other daughter, Amaya, for graduating eighth grade. You know, like everybody's kicking butt in the, in the house and it's just dope. Um, and, and I want to give a shout out to Chanel for receiving the Emerging Artist Award from the mayor's office in Atlanta. I saw that. Yo, like, <laughs> come on, yo, yo, baby, yo, don't take your foot off their neck, yo. Yeah, put the, the toast the letters on and twist that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's doing yeah. And, and you know what? I can't wait to really dig in. Put the plug in for me. I need the interview set. She's doing beautiful things yeah. with the flowers, man. The flowers. Yeah, she does flowers. installations. You definitely gotta go check out Evelyn Rose on Instagram and just look up Evelyn Rose online and see her uh floral installations as well as Chanelangelie.com where you can see her amazing art. Um, you know, there's something accessible for every price range, uh, but be mindful, art does appreciate. So get in, get in early, because yesterday's price ain't today's. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Karana. I appreciate you having me. I know we reached out. We tried to do it earlier. We had some... Uh, life issues get in the way yeah. but i i always appreciate a platform to be heard and insightful questions and community so thank you sis yes and hold your book up again you're welcome you're welcome Back out. and this book is so so important a son with no father a book with no author man we got we got to get this book there's a workbook this is helping to bridge that gap between fathers and sons that is so important. This this world is going to hell in a handbasket. These little boys don't have a clue. I tell everybody just like this. Be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Ooh. Don't complain about your environment. Be the agent of change in your environment. Yes. yes. And subscribe to us. Cause I'm not scared to go to your environment and help you change it. Mm. All right. Tell them one more time how they can find you, follow you, support you. You could go to, uh, I am Mario a Reyes on Instagram. You could follow me at poppy Picasso poetry.com. My wife's going to kick my butt because she told me to change that already. Um, or you could go to manifest destiny If you want to get tickets to the gala, Follow us on Manifest Destiny INC on Instagram. And yo, just keep being dope, y'all, and just lock in, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my sign off is always to remind everybody to stay popping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>